Today I am here with Alexis Mason, who is a gifted resource teacher at Albemarle High School in um, in around Charlottesville, Virginia, and we are talking about this fantastic project that she's been working on for the past six months or so called um, that has evolved into a project called Reframing the Narrative. And we have several questions for Alexis today to help us to better understand the work that is going on. The first question that I have for her is, what was the initial inspiration for this project? I would say the initial inspiration specifically for reframing the narrative uh, came about when I attended Monticello and had an opportunity to visit Mowery Row and the Sally Hemings exhibit. I took a group of young people there in the summer and um, was quite struck by how the story of Sally Hemings and enslaved workers was presented. Shortly before then, and then a second time after, I had an opportunity to visit Montpelier and experience their Mere Distinction of Color exhibit, which also attempts to you know, uncover and share um, the community of enslaved workers at Montpelier. The two exhibits, the two experiences could not have been more different. And I really felt that there was a real attempt at Montpelier to share a story that sometimes at every turn is in conflict with what is hailed as the public face of our founding fathers. While at Monticello, I thought that there was a clear effort to still preserve Jefferson's legacy and to color the relationship, particularly with Sally Hemings, who was probably the most famous, if you will, person of color um, that, um, that we linked to Jefferson. I still thought there was a clear attempt to preserve his legacy and disparage or place his relationship with Sally Hemings on equal footing um, and not really address the undertones that impacted that relationship and maybe her life at Mont at Monticello. At that point, as a former history teacher and a former English teacher, uh, I always feel that we learn more from our primary source documents than anything in our artifacts. And it was a real opportunity for young people to uncover the how and the why behind some of the facts, dates, people that they're exposed to in class. And um, I felt like the impetus for it, for me talking with some of my colleagues about this idea that I have for reframing or at least for helping kids understand the truth behind the truth that they're exposed to was just looking at how public history spaces share the truth and that there was some real opportunity for growth in that. So our, our next question is looking at um, what the Reframing the Narrative Project is and also how it has evolved and um, to where it is at this point. Reframing the Narrative um, in its current state is a multi-year project uh, that we're undertaking with educators in Albemarle County Public Schools to give them opportunities to learn about history from other people's perspectives. I really think it is about teachers opening their mindsets to learning about tough histories, hard histories 
for different groups of people in our country and placing that in the context of what our standardized curriculum, if you will, is for history and even look at interdisciplinary ways to bring that alive for students. How it has evolved um, from its current state, I th well, to its current state, I think really has just been about getting different people in the room talking. Often I feel that when we're starting initiatives, when we're um, setting our goals for the year, you know, we're hearing from different groups of people, but those people are not from beginning to end involved in that process. And I do feel like there's a genuine effort from the colleagues in different disciplines and um, from uh, people who are in our central office who are tasked with, you know, charting our focus for the year. I do think that um, there are multiple voices that we're hearing from that we really haven't had involved in some of these processes. And there's just such a willingness to change it if it's not meeting the needs and really matching our goals. So I do think the, the, um, the process has been a constant um, talk back, if you will. I feel like we've been much more willing to, um, to, to massage the language. We've been much more willing to research and investigate and find better ways of doing things and realizing that we may not always have the answers, but as long as we are continuing to learn in the process and are willing to, to, um, to erase what's written and, and start again, I think has made the difference. So in terms of, you know, I, I can give you, you know, education language around this, but to be honest with you, I really think it's about the fact that we have different people at the table, different voices informing what we're doing that is making this uh, work in different ways. We are continuing our conversation with Alexis to talk about how the, the core team began and um, how that has led us to where we're at with um, being able to have this initial cohort for reframing the narrative and continue our work to share these ideas um, with Throughout, throughout our district? I think initially, um, each of us always has a person that we go to as a sounding board or um, uh, as, a, as a truth partner in, in our own learning. And I knew that I had an idea that this could really impact our school division and the students and families in Albemarle County Public Schools after visiting the mere distinction of color, after hearing how they engaged the descendant community in the advising for the mere distinction of color. That was really telling um, that um, a public history space would spend that much time having equal partnership with the descendant community to really make sure that they captured the fullness of what uh, the story that they were trying to tell through mere distinction of color. Even some of the work that they did with constitutional scholars, all of that. I kind of saw it as it would be no different if we had the same kind of initiative to change our history curriculum and how we were teaching students to engage different people in the same way. Um, so initially, I did um, um, reach out to my counterpart um, in Gifted Ed because I knew that she had a wealth of information. We both had worked in interdisciplinary environments. Uh, we both, you know, as a, as a part of our 
you know, core responsibilities is to work with students and help them find their own voices and advocate for them. So I knew she was a natural fit, but I had been quietly watching two other people that uh, I came to know, one who was a former teacher of one of my children and another who had been doing some um, phenomenal work, um, even though he was new to the division, but he's, he was our tech go-to, but he also was very clearly um, rooted in um, pedagogy too. Um, he's a former English teacher. So I feel like, you know, involving an LTI, involving an instructional coach, um, even before we began talking to division level people was really important to me because I felt like we had to really get our minds around what that classroom teacher and what the student would experience or what they could learn. Um, so yes, I feel like I was very intentional in that. And then uh, working with the Montpelier staff, I wanted them to meet them. We kind of bounced ideas around, made sure we were all hearing the same things in terms of what our goals were because they would diverge at some point. You know, Montpelier is still an organization uh, that has to bring in bodies to be able to make money, to be able to secure funding. And our goals were slightly different in that, you know, surely there would be money brought to bear if we were trying to um, expand this experience for, for students, but we really wanted to make sure that we could own the process so that teachers and students could buy into um, this new way of thinking about history and learning. Uh, and then we did approach our uh, instructional coach for history um, and, we, and, and social studies and um, made sure that he had a chance to also hear some of the same information from the Montpelier staff but that we were in a position of having done some of the learning. We were learning at the time still, and I think that made such a difference because I felt like we all had different roles and had different lenses within our school division that really allowed us to be broad in how we were approaching um, this project. And that kind of led to us phasing in. We definitely needed all of those people to, to prioritize. So year, you know, we initially thought about, yeah, what if this was carried out through the four years of a student's um, matriculation in Albemarle County Public Schools? And you needed a division-level framework to kind of get your mind around that. But then in terms of working with teachers and students, you needed the classroom teacher's you know, mindset. And then you also needed, how's this going to work considering we're one-to-one -one technology and we are looking at innovative practices. We are looking at best practices in the integration of technology. Um, so I do feel like um, you know, we definitely had um, a good team to think about how this project could impact many different uh, groups of people in our school division. Uh, you always have to have a framework, I feel, that allows itself to grow. And you're not going to be able to grow if you do not have representation from all of your stakeholders. So in as much as I'm an educator, I also, at the time that we started, had three children at three different grade levels in the county. We have two individuals who, three individuals who actually have taught in other school divisions, uh, which also matters, and taught multiple content areas. So that was very important, too. We are not just, uh, you know, a technology integrator. He's a former English teacher. I've taught history and leadership and English. Another person has taught math and, and social studies and history. And we all have a range, really, 
of K-12, K K-3 college instruction. Uh, so I do think that um, that has really allowed us to think about reframing the narrative in more transform more transformative ways than if we had um, people who were just in the hit discipline of history or who were uh, only thinking at a div with a division level framework. Our next question is what has been the most exciting outcome so far? And you can take this um, whichever way you'd like. Lots of different things are starting to emerge from the work that um, you've started. I think most immediately from working with the different teachers that we've had an opportunity to um, involve in this, has the, the most exciting part of that is teachers are really discovering what the Charlottesville, Albemarle, and surrounding counties have to offer in terms of public history that has been, always been open to them. I think when we're educators, we often put on our direct instruction hat, and it's really hard to take that off and put on our learner hat. And we say we're learning, but this is really a time where I think having the teachers be able to investigate, truly be students, that has been very freeing, and it really honors um, who we are as professionals. So that's been the most exciting part is um, being with my colleagues, learning with them, and learning from them um, in this journey. And our, our final question for Alexis right now is what is one impact that you would like to see come from the reframing the narrative? It is really tough as a classroom teacher to reach all of your students. It is really tough to engage them no matter how many strategies, no, no matter um, what pedagogical efficacy you bring to your profession. But I will tell you, the more you know about the lives of the different people who have impacted our world, I think we are always in a better position to pull out some nugget, some truth, some experience, some anecdote that will really reach a child in ways that they haven't been able to experience history and learning about history. Most of the time, we are um, very pace-oriented and that time frame often butts against and often conflicts with the need to know and the nice to know in our classrooms. And we've pared down um, much of what we teach to essential information according to a state standard, according to, you know, um, what we feel like, you know, our school system at any given point in time, you know, has, has charged us with disseminating. The one impact that I really feel makes a difference is as much as we can show students who they are in history and how we got there and that many different people have contributed to that story, if we do that and we give kids the opportunity to determine those things and start researching and finding out those things themselves, we've done our job. Awesome. Thank you so much for um, spending part of this morning with me and um, opening up about the Reframing the Narrative Project and the outcomes that um, we're working towards so that our students can see a full picture of um, the past and be able to see a full picture of the, the future that includes them in it. And 
I, I really have been um, amazed at the outcomes that have come from those initial conversations that we had back in the spring. And I cannot wait to see where the work that you're doing in, in this cohort goes in the coming months and years. Thank you, Alexis.